0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio
1: with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's first Friday toast to the Arts and Park Show with the National Parks Arts Foundation. As you know, every first Friday, we get to interview artists that are part of Uh, The National Parks Art always just say NPAF. It's easier, but it's National Parks Arts Foundation's unique one-month-long artist-in-residence programs that are in parks across America. We're talking Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, places like Chaco Canyon, Mm. uh, Fort Union out in northern New Mexico, Dry Tortugas out on your own private island. For a month on uh, Loggerhead Key and Dry Tortugas out in the Florida Keys. I mean these are really unique residencies. You can learn more go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org. So today we have a special person back on the show. Uh, she is an amazing photographer but she's also the founder of the National Parks Arts Foundation and we always like to catch up with her every few months to find out what's going on, what are the residency opportunities and you know now it's the end of the year and we're going to look back at what has happened over the year, the different artists and residents, and also what's coming up in two thousand twenty-three for the National Parks Arts Foundation. So, welcome back, Miss Tanya Ortega. How are you?
2: Hello, everybody. I'm I'm great. I'm oh. I'm really good. How are you? Well,
1: That's we're doing good. we're doing good. We're we're recording this while we're in Savannah, and uh, this is a big art community. We're actually in the I think it's the scars. Oh, oh, I don't know. It's star. Uh, uh, I got to go look it up again. Um, But we are in the arts district um, of Savannah. And um, so I think you should do a residence here. I'm just saying, (laughs) because there's Spanish moss everywhere and trees hanging low. And it's just so beautiful. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know. I have heard that
2: it is just incredible there. I mean, just, Mm -hmm. just beautiful. It, so yeah, you have
1: not been here yet. Oh,
2: I've never been there. Oh, Oh, boy. Wonderful place.
1: oh I think I think you must that come on the list. It's like it the streets the are just, you know, oak lined with you're know, hanging in like tree tunnels, right? Which is amazing. So um, it's the Starland District. That's what it is. Let me just say that Starland well, District.
2: The stars. Starland District. Doesn't wow, that sound I good? i such wonderful things about about that area, the creativity, the history, mm-hmm. just the beauty. I have a feeling that it would be one of those places I would arrive and say, I'm just not going to leave. So there is a danger in the beauty. Yeah.
1: That, you know, it's kind of coming where this is our <laughs> second time here. And this is home to the Savannah College of Art and Design. That's the SCAD part. And um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, we're surrounded, even where we are right now, just surrounded by art students. And there's, you know what, you just, there's an abundance of creativity. As you walk through, you've got really historic sculptures and then you'll find like murals and graffiti and, you know, like graffiti-ish murals, you know, not actual graffiti, but it's it's just a very free kind of place. And I feel that's kind of what's happening with you. So while we're here in Savannah, you're watching lava, literally, right? Because <laughs> stuff is happening in Hawaii right now.
2: Absolutely. It is. We we have, let's see, last I heard, which was just a couple hours ago, um, the fountains, <laughs> excuse me, of Mauna Loa are shooting about 100 feet high and sending molten rock towards the highway, the mm-hmm. the main highway that goes basically diagonally across the, um, across the island. So there's, there's two. Uh, so if, if you picture the island or just even a circle, there are roads that go on the perimeter and then there's one that goes diagonally across. And those are the, the only major roads here. And so, the one that goes diagonally across is the one that they expect in the next day or two is going to be covered in lava. So, um, I mean, we don't know what I it could just stop suddenly. I don't know. I'm not a volcanologist, but there are great ones at the park. And if anybody has been following it, you know, follow the volcanologists mm-hmm. from the park, the USGS, and uh, you'll really, really get to see what's going on. Um, it's incredible. So uh, I think, uh, Let's see, a couple hours ago, it was only three miles from the Saddle Road, which is the Dano-Keonui Highway. And uh, that was from the U.S. Geological Survey. And, yeah, I think they said it's going to take a day or two to reach to reach that but the, the rate that it's going now. And sorry wow. if I'm stuttering a little bit, but, boy, the idea of, of lava is, uh, and I think the volcano is only like 20 miles away from me. wow
1: wow see this is crazy so this airs what we're recording this everyone on november 30th and this airs december 2nd and so by the time december 2nd rolls around like you could have a new highway yeah Yeah. it will
2: be covered in lava which means that and there are a lot of people who commute halfway across the island uh for work Mm -hmm. so the other roads that go on the perimeter of the island are just going to be packed. So, um, so
1: what, where is, um, the art house, we call it the art, the art B and B, right. Uh, for the residents, the artisan residents. Um, how close is that to what's happening right now?
2: Oh, I need to send you a photograph. Um, that they've taken at the at the neighboring property to the artist's house. I don't know the distance, but you can see it from the artist's what? house. so oh. uh, yeah, so the our neighbor, uh, you know, the neighbor there is so kind she's she's a wonderful person, and she she checks up on stuff. So from the second, I'm going to go down there this weekend to make sure everything is good and everything's happening because right now, We're in the process of of fixing it up as we do every year to make it better for the artists who come. Um, So it's I'll send you photos from from the second floor when I'm when I'm there this weekend. And uh, the neighbor said that. Yeah. And she sent a photo, too. You can see it. You can see it. It's it's Hmm. beautiful, but scary.
0: Yeah, but isn't that wild? Like, isn't that the thing
1: about fire, too? Like, Mm. fire is this beautiful thing, but you want to touch it, but you know you shouldn't. And then you, you know, I I was talking to a friend who's got a, you know, a child. And and I'm like, yeah, it is that same thing. No matter what you do, you say, don't touch the stove, but they're going to touch it because they're going to. No matter what. That's how you learn. We all do it as kids. Like, we Mm -hmm. all, like, stick our finger in the place we're not supposed to. And then we may do it again. You know what I mean? They'll stop it, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) So, but but this is the thing with the, with the lava, like, that's like, that's what, you know, regrouping this year, we've done a lot of interviews with artists and residents. Like I'm looking at like Ben Cosgrove, we've got Alice Lees and so many people, right? So, you know, that this is a prime artist residency, like Dry Tortuga's. All of them are amazing, but this is, you know, they all talk about, especially because of the last, um, you know, volcano eruption that it's so interesting to go and see the change and the movement. How does it change in all kinds of spheres, whether it's even culturally and uh, just the way it is for people living mm-hmm. there. I mean, you've, you've had Andy, you know, doing his comic strips on that too. So it's, um it's really interesting oh. now. It's now. It. I. I think. I mean, this residency. I know you have one open. Like people can apply now, right? That's happening, isn't we, that one? Uh-oh. Yes.
2: Now, the um actually in Maui, the Haleakala National Park Artist in Residence program is going to be open. Uh Yes, by the time that this airs, it's going to be. Ooh to be open. That's on a different island. That's on Maui. So we're expected to open the applications for Hawaii Volcanoes National Parks, I think in late January, if I'm not mistaken. But at this rate, we have right now something open every month maybe a break of a couple weeks in between but if you're on our mailing list which is on our website um you know you'll be you'll be updated and as you know we're not that great at um we don't instead of investing in a lot of advertising we try to pay artists which is weird Mm -hmm. and we should probably you know be able to to do both but um but uh, yeah, follow us on social media and sign up for our email list if you can. And and we don't, we try not to bombard people with, with a whole lot of junk mail because we don't like junk mail, but we do say, hey, this is open now, so you might want to. And it's always kind of a bummer when after something's already closed, people get a hold of us and go, hey, can't we, can't we apply late? And it's already, we've already given uh-huh. it to the review committee. So, um, but we're trying to have, and we have. So many parks that are applying to have our programs in the national parks, we, cool. uh, you know, we're going to be opening more very soon. So, yeah. Thanks that's, for asking.
1: That's really awesome. exciting. I know. I mean, we love your programs and the artists always come back. And, and I think the one question we always ask them is, "You, what is so amazing, they apply and they say, this is, you know, the vision for their project. And then, you know, I always say, okay, so did it change when you got there? And I don't think mm-hmm. there's any, not one artist that didn't have some kind of change or detour, right? Because you, that's you, how art works. And, yeah. and the fact that NPAF is so cool about allowing that artistic process to happen. And other things we've heard, you know, there's just an... You know, the lava has definitely been a big deal for everyone going there. It's like the change of the island and how it just keeps changing. And now it's going to happen all over again, right? And But the other thing is that the program, not only is it just, you know, the park, people are going in with such amazing angles. It's, it's interesting to oh, see yeah. how deep they get with nature and culture and how that tie is so strong between the history and the land. And, and wildlife and, and the environment. And, you know, just goes in places you just, you know, there's art that, I mean, Nancy, don't you think, I mean, the artists that we've been interviewing, they take, there's just, there's art forms that you never think of. You know what I mean? Well, it's it, just like the sky's on yeah. limit. With Most
0: artists work in a couple or more mediums. So when they go to tackle a project and they look at a place, they're like, oh, this wants to be in pen and ink, or no, this wants to be watercolor or it wants to be in oil. You know, so um if you know that I know there are some artists who only do one medium. Mm. And they but they, I mean they stretch that yeah. medium. But I think you know most artists work in several mediums, and they when they look at a place, they this is begging to be done at this and begging to be done at that,
1: whether or not they're they're they've done that thing. That's the thing that or that medium. What we've heard from artists going is like suddenly they've they've created a whole new skill set, a whole new medium for themselves through the programs. Have yeah. you seen that, Tanya? yeah oh all of the time
2: and that's kind of the definition of inspiration so <laughs> absolutely you know that's part of the part of the purpose I, I don't know of a single artist that hasn't been inspired creatively yes you know you apply with a project that you're going to do and you know that's that's what's reviewed and everything mm-hmm. but uh, the inspiration that people people get i mean there have been artists that go in with what they present one project one one project some of them say I'm going to do three different things but even just one and then all of a sudden they have six different projects they want to yeah. do and usually as you know mm-hmm. these are only a month long so um it it's uh, it's just inspiring. It happens. It's natural. It's what art does. And you know, you're in nature. It's what nature does. It yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. have any boundaries or rules. So you better go with the flow. of, the, of it. Yeah. So, and nature, yeah, nature's is adapting creating. and
1: changing. That's the thing too, going back to the lava is everything's changing as it goes. Right. And nature, I mean, we do so many interviews about what's going on in the environment and, and wildlife and, the adaptability that nature has of mm-hmm. change and how it is changing. And especially now with climate change, nature's really good at it. And us humans need to kind of get on the bandwagon and understand change a bit. And um, that's the inspiring part of nature. But that's something we've seen from artists going, coming back and going, you're witnessing this change and they're so drawn to it. And I think Dry Tortugas has that too. With change because oh, yeah. you're dealing with hurricanes you're dealing with water you're dealing with sea life and baby turtles and you know all of that it's another you know not everything changes and then you go to somewhere like Chaco, where it's preserving this ancient history
0: mm-hmm.
1: for union military and ancient mm-hmm. history right so they all have ancient history, number one, they all do. And the culture,
2: yeah, the culture of a place, the ancient history, the culture of a place. But this brings up a, a question that I want to I want to pose to the two of you and the audience Uh-oh. that is, yeah, this is this mm-hmm. is a sticky question. Um, mm-hmm. so when cool. when we're speaking about climate change and these these different things mm-hmm. that we need to. Um, think about and people need to be aware of. And one of the greatest ways to do that is through art. And uh, uh, let's see, I can't remember who the artist was, but um, I, oh, it was John Vaccoon at Chaco. I think it was John. And when they were going to do the oil drilling, Um, That was, I think Mm. we talked about this before that said that it was going to be in a lot of people had the misconception that it was going to be in the park when it was was outside of the park. Mm. Right. And and so art changed that and made it apparent that 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 can't happen. So that Mm. has a profound effect. But here's my question. If you have something, let's say climate change and all these things that are going on, it can be climate change. It can be any any topic that 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 you are into do you and the artists that are listening to this and anybody really when you are going to create art do you put the excellence of art first or do you put what you are trying to convey and make people think about a certain subject let's Mm. say the environment How do you keep the quality of your art sincere and excellent at the same time being able to get your points across? Because those are two intentions that can be considered entirely different.
0: Mm. Well, That's a really good question because I know when I'm painting, I go with my gut first. Mm. Like what was it Mm -hmm. that drew me to... to do this painting in the first place, and and you do that, and that comes pretty fast. Like you paint, you paint it fast. Then you know you wait a couple days, and you go look at it and go, "Oh man, I gotta go tone, <laughs> I gotta tone that down over there and clean that up over there." And and artists run that that line of did you over improve it and ruin it. Like, because there's the freedom part of just saying what you wanted mm-hmm. to say. And then there's a side um, of trying to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you go too far on that side, you ruin the spirit of the painting too. You know, and sometimes marketability, if you're intending to sell that painting, comes into it too. Would somebody put this mm-hmm. on the wall? Yeah. So, um sometimes you would do the same almost the same painting in different styles this is for selling this is because i want to say it
1: i you know? see it That's as one good i also mm. see it as one i see it as mm. one um well depending on as as depending as an artist like um i i'm speaking from the musical mm. side um, and then even storytelling, right? And as writing, and as a songwriter and stuff, um, and 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 as a vocalist, you're delivering a story. And we've tackled things in music, and and um, and and I've written songs that way where there was something that propelled me to write this. And mm-hmm. you know, I think you just go for it. Because if you're propelled to do something that's an issue, um, mm-hmm. look at, you you go for it and you keep it as pure and you keep your integrity, and I think that's the important thing. As soon as you start chipping away at integrity, you're you're starting to just mm-hmm. you're you're losing it. Period. That that's just then- you know you're losing it. And marketability and all of that can come mm-hmm. if you're strong in your conviction and you're strong in your integrity and you stand strong. And with kindness right um and you you can do all that and you you can make marketability about being strong about something right so you can take something like the fracking that was going on outside Chaco and maybe there's some you, that propelled you to write a song or paint a painting or whatever your your medium is and if that's exactly what came out of you and, and you want to clean it up or whatever, that's, that's everybody edits, right. And, and produces and, in however you're going to, everybody cleans up art mm-hmm. to be what it needs to that final yeah. touch. Right. All of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you can make it marketable. If you stand strong and look at who you want to attract and, and still tell your story, It's about being relatable, and you know, in in are you gonna like? I don't want to talk to people, but I put this out because millions of things have happened in the world. Millions of pieces of art and music and songs and books have been sold, um, no matter what of being the without being commercial. But you do have to also think about marketability, like Nancy says, you have to.
0: If well, you if want it out there, to, because if you yeah. want to
1: make a, you have to make a wave, right? If you want to, if you want to make change through your art, then you have to be marketable, and so that's that's you because you ha- you you need to get out there, and, and you can still have integrity, and that's an important thing. And I don't think it's just in the arts; I think that it's actually a global thing happening in business and in how things are happening. That if you want success. You don't have to sell out. You can have integrity and success at the same time, no matter what you're doing, period.
0: I unless, you're being, I definitely... unless you're being an
1: idiot. <laughs> <laughs> then you suck.
0: <laughs> no, if, it, if you take it a step at a time, because if you're trying to um, persuade somebody of something or show them something new that, that you have an inkling they might not want to look at, Mm -hmm. Um, And you're trying to build that pathway. It's a step at a time. It's not really all in your face. And then at one time, and artists tend to um, be all in your face at one time. And sometimes you just have to counter back.
1: Unless a whole and the, bunch of people like yeah. it, then the whole big wave, then yeah. it becomes popular. Then the people right. that like, oh, that was in my face, get on the bandwagon. See, yeah. And so we, but, uh-huh. I mean,
0: and, and it is about marketability. If you're trying to make a living as as an artist, then um, you know you. It's like okay, once you have passed on, you know, a hundred years later, somebody's going to pay a million dollar for your painting, but you probably don't care. You know, <laughs> you know. So there's if you're trying to make a living at a as an artist, you know, I'm going back to the days when artists were um, financed by patrons and like kings mm-hmm. and queens and castles and things like that. So they the were castles, <laughs> yeah, in the castles, mm-hmm. and they were um, fed and clothed and given a bit of stature, and sweet. At, at you know, painting at, at a castle under a king's protection, and so they they could kind of do what they want and not worry about selling the painting. But today's artists have to worry about selling the paintings unless they you know want to say, okay, I'm just doing this to speak out. And um, exactly, um, yeah. So d- it depends on. If you're trying to make a living as an
1: artist? Yeah, it's hard because you look at some artists are just they they buy like if you go on the music side they they do what they're told and do this for marketability. So then you have the Well, yeah. If I think about
2: musicians and mm-hmm. who you know, who is critical enough with themselves of of well known artists that have done both of these things and been successful, they haven't uh, sacrificed the excellence and purity and on- authenticity of their artwork. So they, mm-hmm. you know, they say art is number one. The object itself, or the the song itself. That is needs to be, be regarded separate of of any message that I am doing. So it is artful in itself, and the second part of that is um, I'm saying this. I'm making this statement. I want people to know about this. So I think somebody who did this, who still does this, of course, very successfully, is Billy Bragg. Um, so that's you know, there's millions of artists that that do this successfully. But what we've been seeing in all of this, of course, I think we can all agree that anything can be considered art, basically. But when you get down to saying, "Oh, okay, is this is this a a good piece of art in and of itself?" Besides which, mm-hmm. what it is conveying for this subject, climate change or something political, all this can this be judged just as itself, instead of attaching mm-hmm. it to all of these surrounding? Mm -hmm. is something that that I think is really important for uh, artists to be Mm self-critical and this is true about what you were saying also when people had when people had patrons and they were apprentices Mm -hmm. and by the way there's this movie called um, Andrei Rublev which you've got to see if you haven't yet it's a Tarkovsky film Um, Mm. but you know then even as an apprentice you are doing something that that somebody else wants so that is that you know that's a that's another thing to take into consideration right but I would hope that artists can can say wow I created this work of art and in and of itself it is a wonderful beautiful work of art Mm -hmm. and it is also doing these other things saying (coughs) this other thing because there are artists or you know people that say oh I want to make a Statement And let's just say, and this isn't pointing out anybody specifically or anything, and they've never done art before. And they say, I'm going to make a sculpture with all of the trash I can pick up on this beach. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and Mm -hmm. that is their number one. They're, they're, they're going at it in a way that has a great message. Like we're messing up the environment. We're, Mm -hmm. but they also want to do it in a medium in something that they maybe don't know anything about and they can create something beautiful. They can be a great artist. And yes, it can all be considered art, but is it good? Is it good art? Is it going to stand on its own? Um, And a lot of people especially now would disagree with me and say, Oh no, it's a great piece of art because I'm saying this thing that I believe in because I see,
1: but that's, that's, but that's a plan. And that's a, that's a stand-up for a situation. So, like, um, Bob Dylan, you know, wrote The Hurricane, right? And so when The Hurricane came out, he wrote the song. It was a protest song, but he he just wrote it, and it was just part of his thing. He didn't go out and go, hey, everybody, I wrote this song, and you got to save Reuben Carter, you know? He didn't you – know, you know what I mean? It, he didn't – he, he yeah. just wrote his songs, and he stuck to – I believe my art will do its thing as it needs to be. And let me just keep doing what I do. And, and by the way, he's an amazing artist um, as well. I've just, seen
0: his artwork. It is really, oh, it is really. Mm-hmm. Done well. I,
2: could, I mean, I shouldn't say I shouldn't believe, I couldn't believe it, but, but I, I, I mean, was like, proud of it. Wow.
1: Yeah. He's crazy. <laughs> he's he's like, he's like a Da Vinci of our time in in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's like when you, when you see things like that, he just really just kept doing his thing. And just, just kept doing his thing. And he went off on detours all the time and some didn't work for people and some did. And he still didn't really give a damn because this is my thing. And if I go down this road, like he had his <laughs> religious ear at one time. And it's like, some people are like, right. what the and, I remember and then everybody was like, yeah, then there's a bunch of people going, hallelujah. This is great. Everybody, so it, he divided his audience at one point, but he really didn't care. That was what he was doing. And he still doesn't care. I'm just doing my thing. I mean, he didn't even show up for his own prize, his Nobel Peace Prize. You know, so it's kind of a you know, he's kind of
0: what I would he pokes here. Yeah, let me poke blood. Let, let me yeah, poke this he, and see what happens.
1: Let me go over here and poke he you guys. Let's tell history. Uh-huh. That is yeah. artists tell the truth. Mm. True artists tell the truth of history. We exactly. talk about this all the time on our art history shows. Mm. That if you really want to know what was going on. You go talk to an artist, go to the artists, go what was being painted, what was written even in novels, right? Go, go in novels, go, go listen to music. Look at the paintings, look at the sculpt. Look what is being created at that time, because that will tell the truth. Sadly um, more than what was being documented by papers that are being sold off by advertisers Mm -hmm. or even the, the Kings and Queens, right mm-hmm.
2: and so. you, can, you can reach you can reach more people a wider audience it has nothing to do with age great art and I think that Bob Dylan is a prime example who is somebody who could have could have um, ex- you know conveyed his message in a way that wouldn't have been would not have had um, authenticity of an art piece in itself mm-hmm. but he is, a good artist, he thought it through and he did deliver a quality, you know, as much as he could, but some people don't, don't think that far. And some people just say, Oh, I'm going to make people believe, you know, this, this message that I'm saying. And, and what about shock value? I mean, that's what a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, in the seventies and even before that Duchamp and all that with the urinal and whatnot, but um, some people go to it in a way that the message is the only thing that is on their mind and that's how the artwork is created and it's really hard and you know I, I see art mm-hmm. as it's persona, like an entity of its own. I know that's a strange way to put it, but um and if if art was an entity and somebody said to art, Oh, you have to convey this message for me, art would be like, uh uh-uh, uh, you're gonna have a lot of trouble making mm-hmm. this truly Truly, a good piece of artwork because <laughs> that's yeah, not what it's, I'm it's about. Like, I'm my own know, person. You know,
0: but <laughs> well, this is yeah. like when your mother gives you a bowl of peas to eat, and you don't like peas. And here's your bowl of peas. No matter what, you yeah, don't play with like your like food. It. You, yeah, so you you know give it to the dog while nobody's. Looking. Or you make
1: sculptures out of it. Yeah, yeah but yeah, but <laughs> but this is it something is. really true too because even you know we do so many musician artist interviews on this on this i mean i mean it's just like you know a huge part of what what we do it's massive and when you talk with writers tons of them right the thing is you can't be spoilers on their books if it's a writer and you can't go too far because if it's so hard because you'll hear like we've we've had i mean we've been we've had to learn the hard way of like Oh, we listened to this music. This is what I felt, whatever. But and say that's just for me, not what it is. And for an artist, like when you are doing interviews, an artist, musician, all of anybody in the arts, Mm -hmm. once they've got their thing, that may be their thing that they put out there. But it's also up to the audience of co-creating their own journey with that piece, Mm -hmm. whether it's written, visual, music, you know, all of it. It's what I hate about reviews. Of arts, yeah. the arts, mm-hmm. like and even culinary. Who the hell do you think you are walking into a restaurant and saying what you think about it? Or, you know, stop it. You know, unless you're getting food poisoning or it's bad food. Like, who the hell do you think you are reviewing art? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. It is a personal thing for the viewer, the the listener, the reader. You know, the taster. I mean, it's like, I'm sorry, but I hate all the critic things because yeah, that's opinionated. It's opinionated. Just well, stop it. Unless it's about like critics. what you're talking about is like this quality of going full balls with your art. Like, boom, I'm going for it. Right. Versus, okay, I know that this is marketability and I'm doing this piece for that. And some, And that's great. But and there's nothing wrong with that, but I know what you mean. It's like you're just, you know, this is the integrity and dedication to exactly what I need to capture here and now. But honestly, when it comes Change to it from critiques like art critics, why people, you
0: know, because art critics and music critics and movie critics, they they always say something good
1: or about bad.
0: The movie, the art, yeah, they, they well, they do both, they kind of try to. You know, I like this part, but this sandwich part sucked. right. Yeah, yeah, they try to do that. So <laughs> it shouldn't be art critics.
1: It should be but that, art. But it's um, but for, it's you know, source it's students art. It, it, Who do you to yeah. tell? I mean, half of the movies that they the, the big wiggy dudes, those dudes, you know, would say, Oh, this sucks on that part. And I'm going, dude, this was the coolest like movie ever. Like I love that raunchy stuff or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, I'm going to go, like, if if the critics all like it, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <What's> the... <laughs> You're such a rebel. Yeah. Such a no, but you rebel. know what I mean? But... You, you see what I mean, though, about that? And I think that's the other thing, like, just art is co-creative. And when you take that because experience Because it has away, an audience.
2: So if you, you know, and that's that goes back to the artist's intent if you're creating yes. it for an art in, audience or if you're creating it for yourself, but Lisa, you're not going to like me when I say this. Uh-huh. I think that there should be more art critics and art curators. Damn I it. think that we are <laughs> we are losing a a, a a a a really important job because uh, well for for one i think it's really good for the artist to have to have a critique if their intent was to convey something so you can through a good art critic or curator a juror, you can like jurors understand,
1: like what you have right yeah
2: right exactly yeah. exactly so if there aren't those people who have been you know who have been educated
1: and even go.
2: inherently mm. just by accident if they uh, know this just but I don't know, it's in their genes or something, how to look at something and understand it in the way maybe that the artist intended or understand it in a way that the artist didn't intend so that the artist knows how the audience can interpret it is really important. And I, I I'm, I'm so I really like, crit- I like critics for that reason. And I don't believe a lot of them. So I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Like a lot of them don't know what they're saying and don't have the mm-hmm. education to really, but, but anybody can have an opinion and it's all art. So any, anybody can do it, but to have people, especially like our review board, we're very, even if somebody applies With And I told you this before with something like a theremin or um, something that not Mm. a whole lot of people might know about it. You know, we find people that know about it to be able to have that, Mm. uh, you know, reviewed like that. So in a way that it's coming from the review is coming from somebody that knows about that artistic media Um, Mm. because it's not fair. Otherwise, it's not fair to, to, you know, and. I guess it is in a way to have, you know, everybody's opinion about, about something, but to have somebody that, that can really say, oh, that, you know, I know about that. An
1: expert. Yeah. There's expert reviews. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: When I used to paint in public, I got, oh my gosh, it was so tiring. People would say whatever they wanted. For some reason, they felt like oh, you put yourself in public so I can say anything I want about your painting. And they would take they really some do. of Oh, they do. And they go on and on and on. And there was the sarcastic part of me, which is big, um, always wanted to say, and you got your art degree where? And you've studied art uh, yeah. for how long? You know, but but you, and, and how many paintings have you painted? You know, and you know, do you even know what, what kind of medium I'm painting in? Do you actually know anything about art? Or this is your uh-huh. personal opinion about I hate blue, so anybody that paints with a bit of blue <laughs> in the picture, that's a lousy <laughs> painting because I hate blue.
1: Yeah, because but do you see, but that but, now you're talking about Google reviews and Facebook reviews no, and I'm Yelp talking reviews. about people who use but it's it the same when, thing
0: when you're painting but that's the same thing.
1: Yeah, That's,
0: so it's like do you have any part of do you have any knowledge of at all about the subject you're critiquing? Or or the, just yeah, you know and nobody's asking for your to... you know and nobody's asking for your opinion anyway. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Well there we go. <laughs> no, well, no. I, oh boy. <laughs> I have to tell you
2: um one of the and I won't name the park but but one of the parks that we work with they so we negotiate with the the park service as to mm-hmm when we set up these programs, what, what mm-hmm. they want So we're in the conference room and there's a, you know, there's, there's a lot of park service people and NPAF is there and we're setting up the program. We're creating it. So we create mm-hmm. every program, customize it for the park and for the, you know, so we do a lot of, of kind of standing up for artists a little bit. I'd like mm-hmm. to think anyway. And mm-hmm. they said, well, what we want, and this is how it usually starts by the way, what we want is we want an artist to come and to be in the park, every, let's just say a painter. You know, and that was what, what the subject was. We want a painter in the park every day out in the park for visitors to gather around and, and, uh, and see and enjoy. So we say, okay, so you want somebody out in nature eight hours a day every day. That's expensive. That's somebody's time and their specialty and what they've trained in their life. Maybe or maybe not. Maybe they're just natural at it do and they're like yeah that's exactly what we want we want a painter and this has happened to you Nancy and I remember the story about the, the I think the tiger painting you were doing in Africa. We want them to be in the park and, you know, donate all of this time for our visitors. And then, of course, we say, well, what it, wh- how are you going to contribute that, that makes it worth it to the artist? Because it is really good for the park and the history of arts in the park. Yeah, you know, that's so important. And they said, that's, that's what we And I said, well, do you know what that, what that looks like for the artist? How, how is the artist going to get their work done with an audience? Uh, mm-hmm. around them. And they said, well, that's, this, you know, they're creating a product. So we've got the product. They've already put it in terms of product. And I said, how are they going to create? And at the time there was a stenographer typing this all into the computer, right? The entire meeting. And so I just got up and I went over to the stenographer and I said, why are you, you know, I'm standing behind the stenographer. I said, why are you using that typeface? Why, why did you choose that? And she's kind of, you know, she's still trying to type. And I said, why, why are you spacing it like that? Why are you, why are you doing that? And the, the color, and why did you pick this computer? And I don't, like, I don't like how you're indenting on the left side. I think you should have indented two inches. And immediately, the whole boardroom got it. The whole boardroom mm-hmm. understood what it's like yeah. for an artist to be out, like you were, Nancy, mm-hmm. to be out mm-hmm. and have to deal with sometimes a couple hundred of pe- people
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: standing around them and critiquing their art, how do you get any work done?
0: Mm-hmm. You, yeah, it yeah,
2: was hard. Always,
0: it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> the, really even that too one hard. Day, I was, you know, sitting while I'm painting, and this little girl dropped her ice cream cone down my back, and you know, I was like, oh, yeah, "Her parents yeah. are right there. They're no. right
1: there." Oh. But this, but this is the I mean, thing about your, but your residencies. Uh, you allow, like, I think it's what's so unique about it. And when we hear from the artists about this, you know, time where they can go out and really have that opportunity to not only just take in maybe the views or the scenery to paint, but actually research what they're looking at. And research on foot, like meet with rangers, go on hiking programs, go Mm -hmm. connect with communities, the community itself to get the stories, right? So that's the other thing, you know, our whole Love Your Parks tour, we travel, everyone full-time documenting parks. And, oh, my God, I think, I'm not kidding, we're at 2,000 or something stupid, like, right now. And we really have a lot of work to do. I'm serious. It's insanity. But um, it's it's, it's about connecting people with their parks to protect the parks and and take care of the parks and understand what these spaces represent, whether it's natural beauty, uh, the wildlife and the in, importance of biodiversity, but it's also cultural diversity and protecting our history. Mm-hmm. And you can't do all that in the park if you don't connect with the community too, And it's really interesting to hear the artists connect with the community too. It it happens. It Mm -hmm. just happens on its own natural thing. And also because you set up events, they meet a park Mm -hmm. ranger and then the park. Oh yeah. Well, this person in this store down there may have that book uh, that you're looking for that has this information about this family that migrated here or something, whatever it is. I'm just, you know, coming up with it. But uh, especially I think in the Hawaii parks um, going, I mean, Dry Tortugas, you're out on your own, but, you know, it's, but still there's a community, there's a park community of people, you know, that they connect with. And so I think it's very interesting how this residency gets people to get to the root of the place, people and nature. It's very interesting to to hear these stories. thank you for recognizing
2: that. And that Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons. That the, um, you know, they're inspired to do other or add to the project that they've already intended to create. And, and it's organic and natural. And that's ha- that happens. And we're so lucky at every single park that we work with. If the National Park Service has time, and they always have because they're great, um, they communicate with the artists and engage and they make connections that you know are are forever oh and i have to tell you something speaking of which um rick sam nicholas uh the u.s department of interior museum um got a hold of us and we're going to be collaborating with them and rick sam nicholas just had and i i think there's only three artists if even that were accepted into that museum this year and they got a piece of his it's this beautiful so rick is the is the artist that makes He's hawaiian and he makes the historically accurate um capes and i'm sorry well, i don't know the yeah the, proper oh, the featherwork for them the feather- in Hawaii. Yeah, the feather- featherwork featherwork
1: yeah, featherwork. yeah. Mm-hmm. and
2: Oh, and and he just got accepted into the uh, Department of Interior Museum, awesome. and it's it's a real honor. Yeah, it's a yeah. real honor to That's to awesome. work with them because they are very picky, and his piece is going to be displayed prominently. And so nice. this is the connection with the culture he works with the bishop museum he and we were so lucky to be able to have all of these connections that he he actually looked into and we were able to to set up for him too so that's that's where that trajectory trajectory goes with a lot of our artists i mean it's it's not just him we're going to be able to to present our works at major museums and we have been all along um with artists you know even artists that aren't trained as artists they're just good artists and then all of a sudden boom they've got a museum they've got a museum show in a few years it's
1: so that's
0: awesome that's awesome
1: that is amazing that is amazing I love it I love it see so much comes out of this what what do you envision for 2023
2: 2023 big year. So we have a great advisory board. Um, we've so we always have um, our our advisory board. It's really sweet because our original advisory board. Oh, okay. So first, I have to tell you, 2023 is our tenth anniversary year as a nonprofit. You guys know we've oh been. Oh my gosh! A long, long yeah. But it's wow. the tenth anniversary year as a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and we're really—I'm really proud of the artists and the parks that we've worked with. So we just, as usual, we have more parks applying for our programs, and we're really selective because, as you know, we're not—you know—we everything after the last couple of years too. We are looking for funding to be able to. We've got a couple hundred parks, as you know, on the waiting list, and we're just—we can only select so many to, um, to have programs at uh, because we're still trying to do the, you know, quality, not quantity thing. So, um, mm-hmm. but we, we have new parks that are entering a lot of new partnerships, new museums. Oh, just, just tons of stuff. And by the way, I feel really bad because we have, we've been working so hard. We haven't had time to update our um, website and when you say that you've done like 2000 interviews or something like that we have actually lost track of how many artists we have we've worked with we've had like over you know 2 years ago it was over 300 programs and we've we've already kind of kind of lost track but we're we're really really proud of all the artists that have done it and other artists and another thing that we're going to start doing again is Hopefully, invitation artists. So we'll be able to, if we have the funding, we'll be able to in, invite artists that um, we've worked with or artists that that we select. And by we, I mean people who are trained in selecting. Art, these these critics and curators and reviewers will be able to say, "Hey, I know of an artist who has really can reflect, you know, the sense of place and the sense of time." And maybe they'll want to go to this, you know, this park, let's just say Yellowstone, and then we'll get a hold of Yellowstone and say, hey, maybe you guys would like to have an invitation artist, and here's this artist. And um, it seems like we act as art agents or managers, but we don't. We just make sure that, that what the park wants to fulfill is fulfilled, and what artists need and want is, is also fulfilled. So That's we're
1: awesome. looking for funding. <laughs> okay so everyone really go, well. donate go. <laughs> national parks <Arts> <laughs> mm. org. i know because nonprofits were hit really bad over the last few years yeah i know and so especially covid didn't help either so um for just a lot of different reasons so it's time to get back on the bandwagon and um we're at the it's end of the year and in december off. it's like you need a tax write-off this is a good mm-hmm. thing to do just saying um Jeez. so Check that out. Um, and really investing in the arts is investing in the future, too. And also, um, again, like we were saying, just so many positive stories come out of these, you know, these. I mean, I just even think about Glenn McHugh and what they're doing. And and Michelle, like, look at what's happened in Antarctica. You know, come on. This is oh, some yeah. crazy, amazing yeah. things. These stories are just, it never ends. Like, it, it's not so like. So important. They, mm-hmm. they just, the, the residencies, they it's just not like, hey, I did this one month long residency and made some art. These residencies, like five years later, you still see things coming out of them. It's life changing. It's life
0: changing. It
1: really
2: is. Ten years later, even artists that before we were a nonprofit and, you know, the parks were contacting me wanting to do residency program all those, you know, 15, 20 years ago, the artists, that started in parks then are still, you know, this many years of 15 plus years later are still inspired by when they did their Death Valley residency or whatever, um, mm-hmm. many, many years mm-hmm. ago. Sure. It makes me so happy for them. And I, I, it's, it's the one way that that doesn't discriminate that mm-hmm. is able to convey you know, whatever the artist wants to convey and the importance of the park, it's, it's, it's good. So we're doing as much as we can and we need help. In fact, we've had a couple of parties contact us wanting to, um, uh, I don't even know what it's called, I'm sorry, in their estate planning, they want to donate a house.
0: Yeah.
2: And yeah. so they contact us and they <laughs> say, if we do this, if we do this, what will happen, you know, I want this as a legacy for the people, not even themselves. They're not like, oh, I want, you know, put my name on something. They're like, I just want to donate this house in Santa Fe or whatever. And then so we say, OK, let's let's just do a little little proposal. This is this is what we intend to happen is that we will look at the parks that are in that area and your house mm-hmm. will become a residency for for those parks in that area, it will actually mm-hmm. open open this up, open the interpretation up, and the importance of the parks and national parks and even smaller parks, you know, in different parts of the country. I'm really really happy that people are even. I mean, that's huge. Donating mm-hmm. a house, you know, of course wow. we're gonna stick our in there. Like,
0: like yeah. that yeah. so are,
1: are there are there places <laughs> that will at least like if they have an uh, Airbnb kind of thing. Donate at least a month for an artist to be in there in their Airbnb, even just something like that.
2: We've we actually approached Airbnb so many years ago about that, and they weren't interested in in doing it at that time. But I think with all of the things that has happened in the last few years, I think they would be more in open to it. But I mean, we the individual not, homeowners.
1: Um, the individual they homeowners can. that are doing it. Like there's, you know, I know people out in park areas where, you know, just take a month off, you know, call it a write yeah. off and, and be part of what's happening for your community. So this is the other thing, exactly. you know, the legacy. It's like, you know, especially there's so, I mean, you, you know, Nancy and I go to all these parks and, and not just national parks. And I know you work beyond the national park sphere too, it's like some of these parks are in the middle of nowhere, right? And there's people that have their vacation cabins or whatever, but sometimes to even get on the map, listen, like you need to all pull together and give a little. And um, if you, you you have a second house or something and do it, you know, it's, it's something that when you do this, there's publicity that comes with it and it helps put your region on a map because art lasts It's exactly mm-hmm. going back to what we were talking about um, art lasts and it tells the story it and it travels, it travels and artists are so great. You always see them, you know, you follow them on social media. Some of them are just like prolific at it. Others are a little bit more reclusive some come on our shows. So listen every first Friday and do other <laughs> interviews and yeah. magazine features around the world, museum exhibits. But it takes these parks. And, and so I, I think it's it's important to look at uh, you know, these smaller parks need this. And you, if you want to get on the map, that's part of the way to do it. And um, that will help your community in ecotourism and heritage tourism in the long run it, does. And it, it it takes time but it works it's real It that's and the integrity can, right that's the integrity and, and you're and doing something tourism. for the
2: community for the park for the environment who knows and also uh, i mean if it were me and i was in a totally different thing and i didn't do art at all if i you know had the the a house let's just say in savannah georgia and I said, Wow, I, I really want to my house is beautiful and I want to get it out there and wow, that would look really good for me if I had a national park artist. If I hosted a national park artist on my house, I could put that on my Airbnb listing and say how important it is and what I do for the community. You know, that it helps the the homeowners too. But um yeah, thank you. It helps everybody recognizing
1: because recognizing that. It's, it's cool tourism, you know, it's, it's better tourism. It's like, we've got, you know, tourism is changing so much right now and it is going into being regenerative tourism, transformational tourism. It's ecotourism, of course, sustainability. It's all part of it, but it's like, when you go somewhere, what are you leaving as a traveler? Well, these artists are probably the the kindest people on the land in your community in your parks because they're really giving back. And then people that encounter this when, you know, the artists do events sometimes, you know, depends on what's going on COVID, right? Mm -hmm. But their events continue on. So there's this experiential thing and transformational thing that happens. It happens for the members of the community when they see their region, their history, their nature being represented. There's some pride in that. And I think that's also something very important. Places are going through a lot of strife, right? So there's wildfires in some of the park areas. There's hurricanes going through there. But when some artist comes in, or volcanoes, hello, uh, goes through and goes, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, I want to show this. This is my interpretation." There's some pride that goes with that, and um, for our community to also remind them what's in their backyard. Cause that's something we find yes. people forget what's in their backyard. Oh, it's only when, you know, family comes to town, do we go here? And they that forget to look at the little true. things. Yeah. So our-
2: And that's why it's important too, that we open it up to, you know, it's, it's not just at any of these regions. If you're near the park, you can still apply for the program, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember years ago when I applied for, for something that was about, uh, I don't know, 60 miles away from where I was living. And I applied and, and they said, well, you didn't you didn't get the residency because you already live there. Why would we give it to you? You already live close. And <laughs> I had to be like, oh, well, because he, sometimes people don't see things that are in their backyard. They don't. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a different, different way of. So I didn't get that residency, yeah. by the way. But I made a good argument and they changed the rules. You go, girl. Don't don't mess
1: with Tanya. She's got that tourist (laughs) spirit, right? I've got one quick question before we go, but would you consider, because part of NPS, the National Park Service, um, park units are actual historic trails and also scenic Mm -hmm. trails. There are waterways now that are heritage trails. Would you consider that as a residency, like, say, Blue Ridge Parkway, right? Would you consider that as like someone did the parkway? Like, I mean, just even if they hopped, like if they got to hop down Natchez Trace for like, think about that. Like an artist doing Natchez Trace and being able to even hop up and down or something. Wouldn't like? I mean, come on. I mean, even if someone donated an RV or something, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) That would be perfect. Nancy and I were just on the Blue Ridge Parkway talking about this. Like, Mm -hmm. so parts of it were closed because it's winter and and maintenance. But we got on, like, right at the North Carolina, we were on our way to Asheville and we're like, detour, like, you know, from Virginia. And I swear to God, it's the best thing. We saw, like, it's wonderful. And oh, the cliffside was a sheet of icicles. The cliffside, as you're driving, Mm -hmm. these massive, Icicles, just sheets and sheets, oh, wow. and sheets icicles of icicles. icicles were six feet
0: long. And it, I mean, did you're you standing. you take photos? Oh, yes. sure. <laughs> we really hope yeah.
2: you did. Oh, that sounds beautiful. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because some people have applied and they have actually said, I created my own artist in residence program. And they say that they did something like that for themselves over mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, a month, months, like I made my own re- and this is how I did it, you know, down, you know, following the, like the Santa Fe trail. And I did it oh, with yeah, yeah. here's my portrait yeah. of what I created myself. And wow, that says a lot. You, you took, you took this into your own hands and you did it. So yeah, definitely. Yes. That's a great idea. Oh
1: Cool. I, because there's so many and there's, and these, corridor, like, heritage areas are becoming more of a thing. They're growing and growing and growing about how heritage areas work because it's um, a community involvement, not just NPS, and state parks and other, all these agencies come together to, to develop these corridors and heritage areas. and it, And then the small businesses in the town or the businesses get involved. And I see more of that happening as we travel. It's like, they' I, I can't even tell you how many there are anymore. They're really, it's happening. But their funding, they have to. I mean, they it it's a that's a tricky thing for for them. But because they have community, it is. But support, on those
2: ones, yeah, the community really they're able to get in, involved a lot in 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 that. So um, even if the military not cool. there, the yeah. the community support is there. So and that's nice. But the interesting thing with a lot of a lot of those is they they only pick pick their artists and it would be really great if it could be open equally for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do a balance, a balance of, of that somehow so that. that I
1: her credit, she wants her jury. <laughs> She's well, no, because it is yeah. I get what you're saying. You have to have a juried art show than in just saying, This is my friend, and you get to be on, you know, be an exhibitor, yeah. right? So I get yeah. what you're saying. I'm just going, you know what I mean. I was just going like, listen, some people just review and they sit and have their martini and just do the same thing. I've had lots lobster, lobster oh, of them are the content. You know what I mean. I'm talking about, yeah, experts like, you know, peers and like when you think about universities and, 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 you know, professors and people that really study it and also experience and go out, you know. um, I think that's a very important thing um, that's not like, hey, I'm just putting you on because you're my friend. You know, that doesn't happen. (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, but I'd like, yeah, I mean, that, that has its
2: place too, but it's it's I I'd, I'd like it to be have a little more equity. I okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, well, it is in, but it isn't. We go back to that word integrity. It's it's all about the integrity, man, for sure. <laughs> well, Tanya always cool. "Listen, you stay safe. Don't <laughs> don't cross that highway." Yeah. Um, listen, and listen, I know oh, it's tempting to touch the lava, but don't touch it, okay? No. It, this is not just Before we go, lava I have to Play-Doh. tell you
2: I have to tell you one thing. So here in Hawaii, there is, and this is this is us too, we have our kitchen that's outside. It's on a deck. It's attached to the house. It's a, it's a kitchen, but everything, you know, the weather's so nice here that a lot of things are outside and there's no walls. So I am just dusting and dusting because of the oh. ash fall. <laughs>
1: yeah, I bet. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. But that's, but, but is there, you know, it's, I don't know. There's an excitement when stuff like this happens to me, I find stuff like this exciting. I don't know why Mm, it's just a weird. um, Well, because
0: you forget how big and strong nature
1: is. Nature is so humbling and it affects, Mm. I mean, just like what you're saying, like having ash on your, your kitchen. It's like, dude, like, that's amazing. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's, it's cool. It's a you know, extra seasoning. Like well, when in southern Arizona, like in <laughs> Green Valley and Sayorita and everything south of Tucson, like people get this ash on their backyard patios and barbecues and pool, and it's from a mine. Having it from oh, a volcano wow. is far cooler, dude. Like I'm just saying. I have, rather have it. From, yeah. I want it from the it, I want it, it from the volcano. <laughs>
2: So there is, uh, and this happened in the 2018 eruption, more. I don't know if it's going to happen with this eruption, but check this out. You walk outside your house and there are gems falling from the sky. So there is a semi-precious stone called olivine, and I could Mm. be designating that correctly. And all green is what the green sand beach is made of. So sometimes when volcanoes erupt here, you will actually go outside and see gems raining from the sky. Green. Wow.
1: Green. That's crazy. Isn't Isn't they're it? not hot. Like, the, watch, it's like hail. It's like gemstone hail. Like, that's cool. No, they're tiny. They're tiny. It's
2: like, you know, sand, almost sand size, and bigger. It can get bigger too, but um i mean can you imagine i haven't experienced it yet but i've seen it and that's what green sand beaches is, is here um oh. so it's, i just yeah, so every time you go to your kitchen you're
1: like i don't want the ash i want the gems yeah i am i am i <laughs> am i want the gems but wouldn't it be cool to pa- put it in a painting like if you get the, mm. like paint with it you know what i mean like i would well do stuff with it mary babcock mary babcock yeah who, mary, uh, mary yeah the artist in residence she yeah,
2: has we
0: interviewed
2: exhibit, her. She has an exhibit in Hilo right now, and she oh, has cool. that apparently as part of her exhibit, but I haven't been able to. It just opened the other day. Um, I haven't been able to make it down for, for the exhibit yet because I've been out of town, but um, she she did incorporate incorporate that. She was trying to, but she also did not want to, you know, break federal law and and take something from the lands that right. she she didn't want to and you know she couldn't so she was trying to find something that um that could express what she wanted to that was the same mineral as mm. that so i can't wait to see what she created
1: man she's wow. she's a trip man she is cool we had a fun oh. interview with her man i want to go like on a she's hike great. with her like she she I, you know what i when did get- and it was awesome did you oh, now you've hiked with mm-hmm. Michelle, right? Have you been out on with Michelle cuz like I think she'd be a trip to go hiking with. Or you might have to go diving with her, you know. You know, she goes all over the place, but <laughs> in Antarctica. But I, yeah, right. No, I'm not doing that. No. That's a little cold. That's just a tad cold, but she's from Wisconsin, she can do it. But she's cool. I mean, th- I think that you've just got such a cool like collection of people. You know what I mean that have just been oh, part yeah. of this whole Thing it's like I think we I think we need to have another reunion show for January. I'm just saying, just saying because oh I think that these, would be fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have it. Let's have it happen. So everybody, Parks dot org is the website to go to, and uh, every every first Friday we're here talking about arts and parks, and uh, also you know we do a lot of other interviews, and we always put MPAF as an as a sponsor because. Hey, it's cool. So everybody, musicians, Thank all those me. musicians that I talked to you about, you need to get on the program, get on the bus, get oh, on the NPAF yes. bus and apply uh, in Hawaii. There is a recording studio, as you've all heard me say on every show with musicians, there's a recording studio you need to apply. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be in a house with this little recording studio looking at the beach and there's coffee down the street. You're in Hawaii. <gasps> like, come on. <laughs> Go do it. <laughs> so um, anyway, go check it out. NationalParksArtsFoundation.org. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Thank you to all the artists that have been on our shows uh, through NPAF over the years. Your stories have been amazing. And um, we're very jealous of everybody that has oh, been in parks are. that we haven't, like Dry Tortugas mm-hmm. and uh, Hawaii. But we will get there because... Yet is always at the end of our sentences when we talk about places. So we'll get there. And one day we'll meet Tanya in person. And then um, we we may have another big bang happen if that happens. So (laughs) stay tuned for that. But Tanya, thank you so much and happy holidays.
2: Happy holidays. Thank you so much for having me. And also, we are so grateful to the artists, musicians, everybody. Thanks. You guys have have a great uh, great rest, rest of the winter, and I'll talk to you soon. I hope.
1: Yes, absolutely. And listen, enjoy those fireworks. You've got holiday Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood style holiday fireworks. How about that for a mouthful? That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Take care, Tanya.
0: Thank bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.